That's right. We didn't get a rose, but we're still here. I'm your host, Mike Rose, and with me as always, my co-host. Hey, it's your boy, Chris Mejia. And this week, we have some very special guests on the podcast here to talk about the show. And we love them. They're so great. Give it up. We got, ooh, ooh, the crown jewel of Canadian comedy. Courtney Gilmore is here. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Of course. So happy you're here. Very excited we get to talk about this uh, nightmare of a season already <laughs> and what a treat this is oh i can i can i say this i'm gonna say it i miss you <laughs> your next <laughs> guest i miss him so much uh, my, your next guest oh god i love it sweet texas boy made good all the way in la hilarious just one of the most vibrant and funny performers i've ever seen a man who has my heart M.K. Paulson, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. How dare you say you miss me? How dare oh. I? How dare I? How dare you? I dare. You crossed the line and you've gone too far. Uh, I miss you. <laughs> Hi. So nice to see you. Okay. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I was late and I do apologize. I had a meeting for my big penis support group. I mean, oh, nice. I mean, and let me tell you, we had a long one. All right. That is for my act. And I, if you see me live, anybody listening, uh, you will hear that joke. So I apologize <laughs> uh, already. Doing bits on the pod. <laughs> this is the energy. This is what we need. This is what we got to do. And look, I look, MK, I apologize for making you sit through the bachelorette season 17 episode three uh i mean it was a it was a it was a dramatic episode it wasn't was ever like, oh, this is heavy yes but before we get to the episode before we get the bachelor news we love to do plugs immediately because people you know you you know we love our guests and we want you to love them too so show them your support courtney where would you like people to find you and what do you want them to listen to and find what do you want what do you where do you what do you what do you, where do you right. go yeah yeah uh you can find me on instagram at courtney j gilmore yes. and at on twitter at courtney uh courtney ujh we've covered that i didn't have twitter last time and now i do and every variation of my name was taken uh-huh. uh <laughs> so that's what i'm left with is so, ugh. the, uh, and, the uh, exasperation and you can follow my podcast it's called rated x podcast i started a podcast with my ex-boyfriend instead of making sourdough during the pandemic <laughs> uh and that's on all the that's on spotify apple everywhere and rated x pod on instagram well what do you guys talk about on that we, me and my ex-boyfriend who are best friends, we rate and review fictional relationships from TV and movies. That's right. All the couple, all the iconic couples, we deconstruct them, we talk about them, and uh, kind of uh, we apply our own relationship insights uh, to these couples, and it's really fun. Very nice. Who was the yeah. last episode about? What couple was that? Uh, we just, we're in between, we're starting up season three okay. in a couple weeks, and we just ended on the Friends reunion, our That's second right. Ross and Rachel. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. We returned to Ross and Rachel. They're up there. We also rate them at the end of the season and then pit them against each other for who's best couple and who's oh. worst couple. And uh, yeah, Jim and Pam is on there. Okay. And we've got all kinds of like TV shows and movies. So and we've got some heavy hitters in the bracket to fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And MK, where <laughs> yes. can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MK Paulson. Yes. I did have a podcast for a while, but you know, I, it's, it's still up there. You can listen to it, but we haven't done new episodes. We might bring it back. We are, it is on the table that we might bring it back. Me and my 
dear roommate, Simon Gibson. It's Sweet. called Roommates for Life. It's spelled uh, with the number four L-Y-F-E because we wanted it to be impossible to find. Right. Uh, it's yeah. kind of an exclusive thing an to exclusive. find. exclusive. It. You know, we want to – everybody's like, you got to be available. But our strategy was let's be exclusive. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't want uh-huh. – it's got to be invite only. Okay. Anyway. Uh, check out that and follow me on Twitter on Instagram at MK Paulson. MK Paulson, everybody. I just I just want to say real quick. The reason why I laughed when you were doing your your plugs is because every five minutes, almost on the dot, you just have to rub in our faces that you have such a beautiful head. I know. No, you know what I do, and I'm neurotic about it. But you know what it is? It's like that I see myself, uh-huh. and I'm. Con- there's this one spot right here and i'm like am i losing my hair it's right no. there, and i just like and so i only see it and then i'm just like flipping it like i see got it so i just made you review an insecurity got it okay, okay cool. no. i'm being vulnerable just like everybody was in this episode wow okay all right all right well look let's let's oh we still gotta finish plugs uh besides uh um, not plugs are MK's beautiful locks, uh, the beautiful hair. <laughs> but you know who has plugs uh, to, to plug? Oh, God, it's so tough when you're talking about hair. Chris Mejia, <laughs> where can everybody find you? At Topher Mejia, T-O-P-H-E-R-M-E-J-I-A. Uh-huh. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitch. And uh, if you live in Seattle, we're going to be passing through Seattle uh, last Sunday of every month. Uh, Bo Johnson, who's been a guest on this podcast before, and I mm-hmm. uh, run an outdoor show called Good Comedy at Bad Jimmy's at Bad Jimmy's Brewery and Ballard. Uh, you should come to it, but you should buy your tickets early because both shows we sold out Hell yeah. uh, weeks in advance. Uh, first show sold out in days. Make Second show moves. sold out three weeks ahead of time so if you snooze you're gonna fucking lose uh yeah but mikey sweetie okay baby yep. honey my lover this is new to everybody but me <laughs> where can people find you uh i'm pretty uh easy to find if you know how to spell my name uh at mike carosa m-i-k-e-c-a-r-r-o-z-z-a on everything twitter instagram uh mike carosa 91 on twitch the easiest thing to do link tree Instead of a .com, they go .ee, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. And you'll find my Twitter, my Instagram, my Twitch. You'll find my album Cherubic, which was not nominated for a Juno, but definitely nominated for Best Album by Mike Carroza put out in the last year. And it was, uh, it makes Mike laugh every time. And that's a long title for an award, but it won. Uh, and uh, it also... Uh, I was at the award ceremony. Yes, you were. The nail biter. Which one, who was going to win that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just four was pictures of me in different colored bow ties <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> uh, you can also find uh, my other podcast, Bummer Boys, X Bummer, X Boys, X, and a link to my Discord server where I'm going to be announcing a new Patreon uh, so that I have a solo podcast and a couple of things like discounts on merch and uh, a couple other cool things like I'm I found this movie uh, that I was uh, cut out of partially. It's a dumb it's I don't want to give too much away because I feel like I would hurt the guy's feelings uh, who wrote, directed and starred in it. Uh, but I was in a movie that I. Uh, OK, and we're going to be watching it in my discord with friends and we're going to be making fun of it. So um that's uh, that's coming up soon so uh check that out and who 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 runs the we didn't get a rose twitter and instagram at we didn't get a rose well that's none other than my 
uh, Chris, sweetie, uh, honey, uh, uh, God, my lover, uh, Chris, uh, you run that. Sweetie, honey, baby, my lover. Okay. Come on, we've been through this a million times. I miss the baby. Uh, well, I miss you, the baby. Chris live tweets the Bachelorette uh, and Bachelor episodes, and it's very funny. So we recommend you follow us. And if you don't, you can always check out the Instagram page for the roundup of all our tweets and other tweets we liked. And that does it for the plugs. Now that you've skipped ahead sufficiently, let's talk about Bachelor News. Yes. Right. We're going to really quickly touch. Very quickly uh, so, touch on this because we cannot uh, talk about all of it. <laughs> Rachel Lindsay dropped an article mm-hmm. uh, basically about her experience as a bachelorette mm-hmm. and just the article is very, very long. Yes. And the reason why we're not wanting to talk about it is because it's such an incredible, amazing article and there's so much to it that to just briefly talk about it would do it injustice. So uh, instead of us t- talking about it right now, just Google Rachel Lindsay Vulture uh, and read the article because yeah. it is It's amazing. great. A lot of people online are like, she's spilling tea, and to which I say, it's not spilling tea if you're pouring the floor a cup. Am I right, everybody? So, that, okay, joke too. Here, that joke bombed on Twitter, too. That joke bombed on Twitter, too. Don't make me relive this pain. Uh before y'all got don't here, do this. Uh, while we were waiting, Mike told that joke to me, okay. and I didn't react. And he's like, "Oh, so you're not you're not just gonna react to the gold that I just said?" I was like, I, oh, "Okay, bad. I, I didn't put it that way. I wasn't paying attention. I just told you uh, my you feelings say? were hurt." And then Mike repeated the joke, and I heard it this time, and I didn't laugh. Okay, and he was hurt. Uh, yes, and then I didn't know you were gonna try to go for the for the <laughs> shoot okay. for defenses one third and final time, and he did. Point is, read the article. It's very good. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, that we can't really get into because it's so much. If we wanted to really deconstruct this article, we'd need a whole other episode. And uh, we're just not going to do that. Instead, we're going to pick up the pieces from episode two and launch right into episode three. Uh, episode two, uh, episode three starts after all the shit that Carl started. So Carl tells Katie, hey, you know how you're afraid of people not being here for the right reasons because you kicked off that one guy who wasn't here for the right reasons and then you told all of us that we could tell you anything if we suspect somebody who isn't here for the right reasons? Well, there's a couple guys in the house, but don't focus on that. You can trust me. Don't focus on that. And she was like, "Uh uh-huh, yes, I can trust you, but also who the fuck are you talking about? And then she called off the cocktail party and went straight to Rose Ceremony and all the guys are like, well, what the fuck is happening? They're talking to Carl. They're yelling at him. I think they could have done much worse. They're barely raising their voices. They could have been screaming at this guy based on Bachelor franchise uh, history. And I just think it was nice that they were somewhat restrained comparatively. Like, it's nice to see them uh, not yet scream yelling, uh, which is not something I thought I would have to say or, like, that I would actually pick up on because who should be screaming and yelling at each other? Uh, the closest to screaming was Trey sitting at the weirdest angle right, yes. on the couch yes. and refusing to fully pivot. Like he yes. was, Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like as if he was a, like an animatronic that just stuck <laughs> and he just kept, he didn't never pivot in uh-huh. his body and just him like being so like having that frustration of when you realize you are arguing with a brick wall. Uh-huh. Like it was just, that yeah. was the most anger yes th- that we saw out of that group otherwise everyone was just h- handling it calmly like oh. basically being like carl 
you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, Carl kept saying things like, this? I'm not putting anybody on blast. And Hunter's like, you already have. Like, the, he's right. The damage is done. Trey picks up on Carl's lies because Carl's like, well, one person here. And he was like, before you said multiple. Now you're saying it's one guy. So just nonstop grave digging here. You know what I mean? Right. Um, is it Carl with a K or Carl with a C? K. 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 Yeah. And what's great is that the official <laughs> Bachelorette social media tweeted something about like that scene with Carl, and they misspelled his name. No, <laughs> they said oh, they did it with a C instead of a K, and uh-oh. I know that was an accident, but I was just it? I love that. <laughs> was it? See, I, I honestly. Was say, sorry, you go ahead. Excuse no, me. No, I was just gonna say this is the season where everyone whose name is either with a C or a K should start following f- the footsteps of Courtney with a Q yes. and spell it with a Q because that's what I did oh on Twitter. I changed my name oh on all my social media to Courtney with a Q in honor of him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird it's though because you put the Q in place of the T in Courtney. So you went C-O-U-R-T. Yeah, it's kind of weird. People don't really know, understand. I did that with my Twitter too, except it's for my support for QAnon. So, oh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very. I mean, uh, yes, of course. I'm into a, a lot of conspiracy theories. Hell, I'm not making it in Hollywood, am I right? Uh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, I've derailed this. I gotta. Is this what I'm complaining of? That I didn't. I haven't watched the first two episodes. I just helicoptered in on this episode, and I got I mean, a that's lot fine. of opinions. That's fine, baby. Want Listen, your that's fine. You good? It's, imp- you good? it's important that your audience know that I'm a raging homosexual too, and I <laughs> absolutely raging, and I, raging, I can't, <laughs> raging. It's just I'm actually on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the term raging homosexual because it makes it sound like you're angry about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> you have no idea. But I, <laughs> I just Carl. What was good? I wanted to be like I thought it was Carl with a I hit C and I was going to be like, got to watch out with those Carl's with the C, but he is actually, he's a Carl with the K. You know what? Maybe, maybe he was a Carl with the C found out about the reputation was like, no, I'm going to subvert this and changed it to a yeah. K. Well, we all agree. He needs to spell it with a Q. Right. So. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. So the guys, they just keep, they just going. They just keep going in. Christian, Christian says, He's made up all these facts, and I can't explain it, but it feels like something a Republican would say, like a Trumpism, like made up all these facts, like to make up a fact. That's uh, that that sat with me. And um, Trey was like, "Why are you like this?" And Thomas is like, "Look at what you just did to her." And we're like, "Hold on, okay, nobody's there yet." But thinking about that line now, I'm like, "Now hold up a second, guy." You wait a second, because we got out. We don't like Thomas anymore, but not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah. Carl then <laughs> says, it's a lot. It's a lot. Then leaves the room. Yeah. He just excuses himself <laughs> to go shadow box. Um, quick. Oh, yeah, the shadow box. What's your experience with people who shadow box? Do you trust them or oh. let them near you ever again? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine pushing them off a cliff. <laughs> okay, how big of That's a cliff? Too dark. Wait a minute, y'all are so positive. <laughs> MK's really going hard in the paint zone. Well, MK's not invested. He's only been here for one episode. He can't afford to... uh, yeah. yeah. The um, shadow boxing was a lot. Too much. Uh, and it, it reminded me one time I did a comedy show and a guy did push ups before he went on stage, and I was no. like, I don't know that. 
you need no. to do that. Oh, uh, so previous guests on the show, oh, I hate no. to rat them out like this, but Bo Johnson does does push-ups before a show and every time he does it, it i think it's very adorable but see i like Bo, so i could yeah, be yeah, on yeah. board with Bo doing push-ups <laughs> I, I, and actually now a real sweetheart like, him, like you know like yeah yeah you know he's Bo's not going up and being like i'm this swole jackass who's being like he's gonna say a bunch of fucked up shit he's just Bo being like i gotta psych myself up otherwise there's no energy Oh, Bo! I I met Bo for the first time about two weeks ago, and it's so funny. Yeah, he. I was staying staying in Ballard of all places Mm -hmm. when you guys had a show. Yeah, he. uh, He. I remember he was telling me he was just like, "Yeah, MK Paulson hit me up out of the blue. Was like, hey man, I don't know if this is weird, but you seem cool. You want to hang out? Yeah." That's well, so he, I was with Simon, and Simon knows him too. And I was like, Simon, who are cool comics in Seattle? So I was like, you know, Bo Johnson. Oh like, yeah, oh, okay. Bo's Bo is uh, for years has been the 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 go to person I'd I'd hook people up with out there because uh, he's just a he's a statesman. He's like, oh yeah, he, do you need something? And uh, sweet you know, Bo. sweet Bo. Bo was Mike's go to because uh, Mike for the longest time was racist and just didn't think of me. But yeah, it's, but, you know, but it's cool. there's it's something fine. called growth, Christopher. <laughs> 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 Rachel did it and so did you. Oh no. What 2018 wasn't so far long ago. Um so Carl shadow boxing disgusting. What do we what do we Courtney I need to know the shadow boxing thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, not a fan. Not I'm not a fan of it. But you know what? I will say this in defense of your friend Bo, who I don't even know. But I feel <laughs> like Bo podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> in defense of Bo. Will you accept um, this? No, yeah. Oh, we didn't no, get a bow. Well, the, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept this bow. Uh, I will. <laughs> accept this bow. Uh, I feel like there's a difference between, like, a comedian. I mean, a, a person on The Bachelor shadow boxing is, like, it's just way more obnoxious. I right. Find. Like, Absolutely. At least, at least guaranteed to be obnoxious. Like you yeah. could be an obnoxious comedian shadow boxing before a show, or you could be adorable. Sounds like your friend Bo is adorable, but anyone on the bachelor shadow boxing or doing push-ups is not going to be cute. I think the yeah, element think that doesn't help is that MK, you missed this in episode two, but Carl <laughs> before going on a group date, just like screamed, Ask not what your what your your bachelorette could do for you. Ask what you got for your bachelorette, and like Ugh. screamed it like that, like a fucking psycho. Yeah. And it was yeah. awful. And like all the guys were like, vibe. "Are you fucking for real?" And then he bombed for sixteen and a half minutes at like what is supposed to be like this the the greatest lover date where they like do a talent show kind of deal. It was it was Ooh. atrocious, but this dude this dude sucks 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 sucks. The shadow boxing for a comic, I'm kind of like, I guess like this is your sport, this is like your thing, and you're like yeah. about to go perform, and you're about to be like, this is your element or something. I guess maybe I could just maybe I can justify that. Like you're up, you have to make the audience laugh, and there's like a bit of a combativeness there where you're like, oh, I wanna I wanna get you so good. This guy is just shadow boxing because a couple of guys called him on his shit. Uh, fuck <laughs> Carl. I hope he doesn't stay, but you know producers want him to. So mm-hmm. Carl leaves. Trey is angry. Aaron is upset, but he's more like, ugh, what now? Like, that's his whole vibe. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of guys are like mad about the the cocktail being canceled because they haven't had time to really hang out with Katie. And the whole point is to get engaged to Katie at the end of all this. And uh, Greg goes to check up on her. And I still do not trust Greg. We don't get much of Greg this episode, which I'm fine with. Uh, last week, he had a one-on-one date with Katie. They seem to vibe really well. I don't trust him. Nothing about him tells me I should trust him. But a lot of people are like falling for it. I don't get it. I don't care for it. No, thank you. Um, Courtney, do you trust Greg? What do you think of Greg? No, I do not. I Nothing. share your sentiments. That's right. There's something, We've something about off. This. We've texted yeah. about this. Yeah, we even, yeah, that's the thing is it's hard to tell. I, I, we always are texting in between like, right. commercial breaks exactly. and stuff. So. But yeah, I feel the same about Greg. Right. Uh, and I'm sure, MK, you would probably I think what you guys one. think. Yeah. Always have. <laughs> I always have. We're all on the same thing. Uh, always. Uh, not just in this moment. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have six pages of notes, and that's what I'm reading from to keep track. But uh, okay. my next note is all caps. It goes, uh, LOL, Brendan is so weird looking and so stiff. Like, bro, it's so funny. That's my next note, and it <laughs> required two paragraph breaks just for that to isolate it. Wow. Uh, Brendan looks so stiff. The Canadian guy looks like he is just sitting in a corner like, like completely is that the un- firefighter. Yeah, that's the firefighter who catfished us all. Why are the Canadians all. always firefighters? Well, <laughs> we're gonna get Blake soon season. too. He's coming back, which is a nightmare. Um, is he Canadian? Yeah, Blake's Canadian. Ontario. The guy who is no. obsessed with his dick is from Ontario. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, no. Is okay. it a good dick? That's my question. See, you know what? I I bet if you message him and ask and you ask to see it, he'd be like. T- he, he'd be like, is it a good dick? And he'd be like, you tell me. And he'll send you four shots, and they are they are, they are are headshot quality. This guy... This guy Clay magnifique, yes. as we say, <laughs> in the gay it's community. It's in portrait mode, where it's like really clear, the dick, and then the rest is like blurred, kind of. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> he's, got, he's got portrait mode dick, and uh, Wait, did you... Can I ask about your, your notes? Did you write down uh, notes about what all the contestants look like? Because one, I can't no. remember what Brendan looks like, but I did have a very specific note for Hunter, and I don't know if it will be the same please, as yours. Please hit me with your note, because I... Hunter looks like three people. He looks like Ben Stiller, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, uh-huh. and Sean Aston Scott. All at and once. he's always like hunched like this all at once. He's, yeah. He's and like I can't, it's all very distracting faces, to me. Push them together yes, and, and then them together. smush them with a rolling pin and we're like, square, more square, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Am I being a bitch? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought that would get a bigger laugh. A little upset. We need to take a five minute break. Um, so, uh, Justin. It goes off. What was a, uh, you know what was a baseless accusation has now really hurt Katie. And so Katie comes in. I have some concerns about multiple men. I want to trust Carl. He seems like a good guy, and I want the men to be my eyes and ears in the house. That's what I want. Someone who's looking out for me. She wants a snitch, and that's, I mean, thoughts <laughs> on wanting a snitch, um, or is that a, per- you know what? Context is everything. Not so much a snitch as a, you know what? You think Katie wants somebody to be a snitch? Yeah, absolutely. She wants somebody to be a snitch. She's like, I want Carl wasn't quite stepping up. He was like eluding, but he never like. Well, he was doing it in a way that was like, hey, you can trust me. I'm telling you there's some other guys in the house, but also like, don't worry about them. 
whatever. Uh, let's focus yeah. on us. And it was like he didn't come in with evidence or nothing. anything like that. And he it was just a very names. broad statement. Yeah. He, he did he sorry did he say something about someone specific? Not at all. Or no? Not at all. It was vague okay. as fuck. Very That's vague. a big pile of horse uh, manure, if you ask me. Okay, MK, right. I'm gonna need you to say horse shit for all of us. I was gonna say horse shit, but I was like, this is family. <laughs> 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 even that, this even is, that, hold on, wait. MK, this is family friendly. Big penis <laughs> yeah, a lot. Family and we talked friendly? about Blake's uh, portrait mode pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and oh. mentioned that we want multiple contestants to fall off a cliff. Uh, I think we're fine. <laughs> hey, I mean that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty censored for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the little, yeah, the sincere wishes that someone would uh, perish. Uh, that's also fair. I agree. There's some people yeah. out there that I wouldn't mind wishing death on. Hitler. <laughs> Ooh, you know when you surprise yourself? That was fun. Uh, uh, so Katie's at, starts the ceremony by saying, I'm looking for a husband. I'm looking to fall in love. And I appreciate the honesty I've gotten, but I'm going to follow my heart. Um, you know, Carl is messing with her. Uh, it tore me up and it sickens me, Hunter says. And he's such a fucking dork. And Courtney is skeptical or whatever. And then uh, she's giving out roses. And then she gives one to Mike, Virgin Mike. This guy's a virgin. Uh, oh, Mike's a virgin? Mike's a virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the whole episode of last week was about because this wait, guy Wait, 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 wait. Can I clarify? Is there two Mikes? Yes. Like, is it Michael? Michael okay, it's is not Michael. It's not the virgin. Right, yeah. okay. Michael's a single I do dad. like Michael the I single do, dad. Yes, we'll I like him. We'll talk about him a lot. We'll, I was like, hoping he, he was not a virgin. be a virgin. No, he, not right, if right. you have a son. That doesn't if you know how sex works yeah. with children. Well, yeah. I don't because <laughs> I am uh, not married and I'm keeping myself here. But um, and we can't do because this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> right. And family-friendly means... No coochie talk, please. Thank you. Family-friendly means we are allowed to talk about the recipe of making a family. Um, called it a recipe. Disgusting. So she calls up Virgin Mike and goes, uh, will you accept this rose? And Mike, first of all, Mike's voice does not match his appearance. I think his voice is so weird uh, and it, it bugs me every time because I'm like, he looks like his voice would be higher pitch and he'd kind of have like a crack, like even still now. And uh, instead he's like, uh, we've all come in solidarity as a unit. We need to protect your heart. Now's not oh, the time okay. to do this, but we firmly yeah. believe that Carl... What Carl said wasn't the truth. Right, that's Mike, the one who on who is the unit guy yeah. on behalf yeah. of the unit. And, and calling a, a group of guys a unit just creeps. Yeah, me out. yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. yeah. <laughs> What's going on? What I also and he's, and he's yeah. like, uh, he's like, it's as a man. He 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 was like, yeah. it's a man's job and responsibility to protect your heart. To protect yeah, yeah. yeah. Every really time weird. one of these guys says we have to protect her feelings, I'm like, no, this is the lady who's like good you know what i mean like she's her whole deal is like in i'm i'm a strong woman and i can take care of myself and i just want a man to hang out you know what i mean yeah like she can protect herself it's not that you shouldn't protect her but But it's like relax my guy like she's good on her own it's great that you're caring but stop acting like she's this helpless person and she yeah because sorry go ahead i don't understand why then she had to like call out the cocktail part if she can't if she couldn't handle it. I think right? it's because mm. if something is on her mind uh, too much, having conversations with people and being like, well, look, personally, I've already made up my mind about a, a couple of these guys and I'm just going to send them home and we're going to fast forward to 
hanging out mm. on a date this week instead of having our conversations colored by more conversations that are like, hey, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way about the person who is not here for you. But I assure you that I am. And having that conversation over and over again feels like yeah. a bit more of a chore than it would be enjoyable. Like I, I get I would call off a cocktail party because I'd be like fucking boring to hear this conversation over and over again unless <laughs> somebody's like i made a fajitas and i'd be like fucking right turn this into a party let's dance uh this, but this felt early to call off. is this it, like it was. this was week three co- canceling cocktail parties already yeah well week intense. two of the cocktail parties you know what i mean like, right. oh right, right which right, is yeah. still crazy but carl sucked that much so Mikey says, as a unit, we've decided that Carl is disingenuous and, uh, you know, we don't believe that what he's saying is the truth. And Katie says, do you all feel that way? And all of them nod. Katie leaves. And Trey says, if I was Katie, I'd shut it all down. And I get it. And then um, Katie is consulting Caitlin and Tasha. Caitlin's dress, by the way. Uh, unbelievable. Great dress on her. Yeah, that color is totally her color. Um, it was beautiful. And I, can I also just mention that uh, Katie's dress, I love the color. Mm-hmm. I do not like the side strap I agree. style. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're talking was, the green dress, yes. right? Yes, the green yes. dress. It's a beautiful color on her. I, it was like Excellent. the toga style. I, I didn't even like it when they were – it seems so outdated. And even when they were trendy, didn't like it. Right. But I agree with you. Add a strap. Uh, just add a strap. A little something. Uh, yeah. But so Katie's consulting Caitlin and Tasha, which – is what I wanted from them hosting this season. I wanted her to be able to consult the two women who've already been the bachelorette. I like this. I like that. She was able to just like excuse herself and be like, I need some advice. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And Caitlin being like, you're still Katie. You're still who you are. It's your decision. We're just here to back you up and being like, don't forget who you are. You know what I mean? And so she gets back out there, and Trey's like, if I don't get a rose and Carl gets one, I'm snatching it off of him. And Carl says, I'm not leaving. You're going to need to get the military to come and drag me out. We're like, okay, Mr. Talk Talk. Um, so we I mean, he was shadow boxing. He, it, would ta- it would take the military to come and drag him out. <laughs> don't you mean the point. shadow military? Because those are the ones they'll put up a fight against. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, Greg, Andrew S., and Thomas, I believe it's Andrew S., uh, Greg, Andrew, and Thomas already have roses from the previous uh, episode. And we have roses for David, Hunter, Connor C., Mike P., a.k.a. Virgin Mike, Michael, a.k.a. Single Dad, Connor B., a.k.a. Catman, Courtney, Trey, Justin, Andrew M., Christian, Josh, Brandon, James, and Aaron. Which means we say bye to Carl, which, bye-bye, bitch. Uh, bye, see you hell. <laughs> right. See you in hell. See you in hell, Carl. See you in hell when Don't I come to me. visit. Don't call. I scream as you walk yeah, yeah. out. We're coming to visit hell for a vacation from heaven because we were great and you sucked. Yeah. You live in hell. Can't even get a weekend pass to heaven. How dare you? You know, fuck. Um, so bye to Carl. Uh, we also unfortunately say goodbye to John, a.k.a. Teeth, who seemed fun. I liked him. And we also say bye to Garrett, a.k.a. Who? Uh, those are my notes and nobody says bye to Carl. Nobody does any goodbyes no. to Carl. The guys are hugging John and Garrett and, and, uh, and, uh, 
<laughs> whatever the other guy's name was. Nobody's saying bye to Carl, and he just like awkwardly waits on the outside of this group hug and turns around and notices Katie kind of looking at him like, like uh, I don't know what to do with you, dude. And he kind of like nods his head and walks out, and it's perfect. I ooh, what up? What oh, makes beautiful. it even better is that when John left. All of the men applauded. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loved John. And I love John. I'm surprised to see him go. And he's great. And uh, whatever. So, Carl, fuck off. Um, anyway, Thomas <laughs> says, Katie has shown us time and time again. She's living up to who we believe she is. And Car- Connor says, now that Carl is gone, feels like the drama is out of the house. But lots of guys haven't had their time with Katie yet. And then we get our first date card. Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor B., David, Justin, Thomas, Hunter, and Brendan. And it says, love is about honesty, and I need 100%. And all the guys are like, wait a second, there's no love Katie on there? Yeah, there's no heart emoji? There's nothing? They're like, wait, it's just dot, dot, dot. There's no love Katie? Just dot, dot, dot? And one guy's like, brutal. That's brutal. Brutal. (laughs) It's brutal. They're like, Katie's not messing around. (laughs) It's the equivalent of, like, left on red when they don't have phones. Right. How... (laughs) Did did you guys find that funny, or were you like, "Oh no, this is their world shattering"? <laughs> I found it funny. It was so funny. Did it was like, really dramatic. Right. It's they it's had the to have somebody game. like verify. They had to have somebody verify the message. So, they were like, oh. "Wait, who read that one? Read it again. <laughs> Give it to him. He's got his glasses yeah. on." Yeah. You read it. <laughs> He's got his glasses on. Yeah. Um, and so the first one wasn't a strong reader. The first guy. <laughs> it's uh, like, I don't know. It's what like it is. is actually something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different note. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. <laughs> the guy. So Aaron snatches it from whoever read it. He reads it. It's like whoever drives a 2007 Honda Um, so it's time for the group date and Katie says before they go in last night was interesting it was tough hopefully you're all here to find love with me I have a friend here to help and you can hear it in her voice that her walls are back up yeah uh, oh yeah she's guarded (coughs) she's guarded here for sure so guarded it's not especially even the way she said last night was uh interesting yeah she took a little pot a little sassy pause do y'all like her what's everybody's thoughts on her oh she's my wife uh you love her i think she was great in her season i just think that the the date choices she's making here are very strange to me like this next date interesting choice in my opinion i i like her i like her just fine i i liked her in the first half of the last season remember how she had that really quickly escalated snowballing katie is the nicest girl in the world era yes that lasted Mm -hmm. like two weeks and then but then she kind of got kind of mean though a little bit and i was like uh katie i don't know there was like a few choices that she made i'm fine with mean and in Uh, fact i like it more well i don't want i don't want fake nice or anything like that but i just thought that they were really like making her the new ellen uh and then they were and then (laughs) and then she turned into ellen for real no she she wasn't that mean at all it's just like there was a couple of things that i I was like i don't know but i do i do like her yeah and uh i like that she's bringing i'm so already overhearing the sex positive term but i'm glad that yeah i don't happening though what is that about I know. Well, it's because she showed up on her season of being a contestant. Like Matt James' season last season, she showed up with a vibrator. Mm-hmm. 
She was the vibrator yeah. woman. She showed up and was like, I, I hope, you know, I, I won't, won't be needing this with you around or something like that. Or like, yeah, I brought my best friend or something like that. And uh, so she was like, can't believe she brought a vibrator. And she like tapped people on the shoulder with it when they, she was like, excuse me. Or, and we all thought like, this I, is a great I, bit. She's definitely here for followers. Fantastic. But she made it pretty far into Matt's season. And honestly, I like that she was kind of picking up on like the group bullying happening uh, in her mm-hmm. in that season and that she spoke up mm. and was kind of firm and uh, had like a, a good moral compass about her. And it's very sweet. And she's also very pretty. Uh, I yeah. think she's a gorgeous and like I think she's a fine bachelorette. I like that she's not taking shit, but also. Uh, there's there's already been moments three episodes in where I'm like oh she's immediately panicking like right away mm-hmm. about some stuff like she's turning on a switch yes. that, that goes from like I'm having such a nice time and I'm having a great time and one guy's like some guy here might not be here for the right reason instead of being like okay I'll get to that and we'll talk about it she's like no I have so little time <laughs> you tell me immediately yeah. and I I kind of get it but like it just feels like there's this urgency to it that is uh, kind of scary, and I hope she's fine. You know what I mean? So, uh, Nick Vial is the friend she mentioned. Uh, Nick Vial, past bachelor, who uh, starts off by saying, I've been in your shoes to the guys, and also in Katie's shoes, and she's very serious. And our biggest fear is getting to know people, falling in love with them, and not knowing everything about them. And I'm here to hold you accountable. I'm getting you to open up and own up. Led women on, ghosted, any of those things. All things Katie deserves to know before she risks her feelings any further. Uh, why start a date with an interrogation? Um, yes. Also, is Nick a yeah. therapist? Like, why is he leading this? I know. I, I know. I, well, he, I mean, he's for sure not a therapist. But, like, th- I thought maybe it might have something to do with the fact that he has, like, a podcast where he kind of talks about stuff like this. Okay. I know that doesn't like qualify him as any kind of mediator or anything like that, but I thought maybe it was just because he's affiliated with the franchise right. and he's, I don't know. Well, I mean, he had um, a clipboard, very official. Yeah, See, he, he had a Let me write down these. The clipboard. And, uh, <laughs> remember when they- I am a, I'm a doctor in high tops and pants that don't quite go long enough. And, uh, I know it is the look right now, but that clipboard really sold the deal for me. Do you remember um, when yeah. they cut to his Very clipboard and they just showed a Sudoku filled with X's and O's like he didn't get it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the date card and he's also trying to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke Mike. Ooh, that, was, that was good. That was a good one. Is the phone ring? Now we broke Chris. We broke Chris. Now we got Chris. Courtney's next on the uh, hit list. Uh, So so basically, this is like group therapy. It's it's. It was really intense, really fast. It's so much. I mean, they definitely had a vibe of just like cut open and bleed for me. That was literally it. Whoever bleeds the best is the winner. Well, the franchise is basically trauma bonding the show, except they're usually more flourishy about it. Where they're like, "We'll fly you to Rome," and then they're like, "Well, there's this museum that we have all to ourselves. Let's look at this painting, and what does it remind you of?" And she's like, "My dad." (laughs) 
He was never yeah. around, and the absence of the color red <laughs> reminded me of that. I have yeah, always because... persisted my dad with the color of uh, uh, red, and now I'm talking about my – like that kind of thing. And this was like, all right, boys, own up. What's your deal? And Hunter's like, I'm developing feelings for Katie, and she needs to know more about me. And he's like, my, my daughter and son didn't deserve my divorce. Um, Hunter, I get like, look, the divorce must have been terrible and like – all, like those feelings must suck and to be like I failed my family my kids don't like deserve to have to handle this situation between yeah. these two adults fair thing to cry about but it definitely the editing made it seem like oh <laughs> it's time to share and cry oh you know Hunter's about to get hype and then he's like tar- <laughs> gets away from his confessional he's like my kids are so good and I'm so bad you know um like honestly, as as someone who comes from a broken home uh-huh. of divorce, my first thought was, "Bro, get over it." <laughs> like honestly, like bro, like whatever. Like I, my parents have been they divorced when I was so young. I don't even have a single memory of them together. Mm-hmm. And like two christmases bro like you know your kids are gonna be fine yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna be fine i get it sad and you want to be a good dad and that's great whoop-de-doo but whoop-de-doo they're gonna your your kids are gonna be going to therapy regardless of whether right it's like a requisite at this point if you're alive right now and uh (laughs) of a certain generation or newer you are going to therapy uh, and yeah. if you can't, you can listen to the the Bachelor's podcast. Yeah, you can listen to <laughs> Nick Vile's already always available for you. Uh, Wait, oh, hold on. I just can... heard he got a doctorate uh, in <laughs> in clipboards. Wow. <laughs> I, am I mixing up people who shared their? First of all, they you're right. Like yeah. they usually. Oh, they skipped like the they date tra- part and went straight to the trauma bonding. Yeah, like it was like they're trying to streamline the, the yeah streamline the trauma so that it was all in one and gave people an opportunity. But I thought, because you know, Mike, you know, by by week three, I'm still not great with no, names. No, of course. But Connor B. Yes. Who is that? Connor B. Didn't he share? He a shared a big thing, too? and we're gonna get to him very soon. Okay, got sorry. A I, guys. I for some reason I thought that Hunter. I guess I Hunter I Hunter is about his kids and having gotten divorced okay. Aaron's talks about you okay. know my dad was sick I met a girl with the same similar situation as time went on right. it felt like an obligation it's like and Katie's yeah. doing a lot of like thank you for sharing uh, I appreciate your mm-hmm. honesty and David's like I yeah. was in a relationship and I was like either prioritize work and this thing that I really wanted for a long time or the future of my relationship and I picked work and Courtney's like mm-hmm. I broke her trust and I know how trust is important now um, and you know Katie then says you guys really didn't have to say anything today, but they really opened up. Like the guys, they they opened up this, despite them not having to say anything. And it's like, Katie, that's like the whole date. You picked this. Well, the one guy kind of didn't. What's his name? That was like Thomas. Little Thomas. Thomas. Well, that's yeah, coming now. Yeah. That's, that's well, coming yeah. now. Thomas admits that he initially applied to to the Bachelorette to build a platform, 
And then he kind of like says, but then I met you and you're like so beautiful and so charming. I'm like, yes, when I like in my past, I've led people on and oh my God, like you are such a vibrant star in a galaxy full of stars that do not even come close to shining as bright as you. And like, yeah, I went on a date before I came on here because I didn't think I would get to being so serious. But then I met you and I was like, oh, so smitten. I'm already... Oh, I almost said it. I can't say that. No, it's too fast. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, like I, I I full on like fuck somebody on uh, on the in the car ride on the way to the airport. Like on whatever. the plane. Uh, and Aaron's like, what the fuck? Like he's literally saying all the bad stuff out loud, and people are like, that was his. Which he's but here's the thing: him going on a date a week before leaving. MBD. Yeah. It's not like Who he's cares? exclusive with Katie or anything yeah. like that. Right. Katie's yeah. dating all these other guys too. Yeah, right. I, 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 Thomas, Thomas for sure sucks. I don't like Thomas. He seems very right. smarmy, and and there's some like a chip missing in his like social, right. uh, you know. But but I don't. It's also weird how they set this up to be like you have to be on TV, but you have to pretend you hate being on TV, yeah. and like don't even think about like. Uh, whether or not this is going to be a, a love connection. Right. You have to be tunnel tunnel uh, vision the whole time. You can't even think about the... I mean, it is publicity. You're it's just, literally... So he's, like, yeah, I, he's correct, though. Like, the chances of him yeah. being the one to win out yeah. are so slim. He's one of 32 guys. But you're not allowed to say that and, and then... Yeah, because it breaks and the And it's illusion. not okay. Yeah. I know it breaks. It breaks but the illusion, and, and I, he still was. There's more reasons to hate it. The way he said it, though. Yeah, because yeah, he was so ca- like <laughs> he was so casual about it in the middle of like this is a sharing session where like <laughs> I talked about my dad dying and that affecting a relationship. Oh, I talked about like my divorce affecting my children and that like weighing on my mind. And he's like. I've led some women on, and like initially I was like, "Fucking Instagram is gonna be bomb," but you're great, and they're like, "Hey, like you could have." Yeah, he's just kind of like nothing. bragging about yeah. the dates he was going on. We get and, no personality. Uh, we get nothing out of him. And then I'm also like, I'm, part of me is yeah. like, I hate the trauma bonding stuff of the show. But I'm like, I know. give me my trauma, Thomas. But Okay, no, but you know what? You are on to something about that. It is it is kind of, it is gross how they exploit the trauma. Yes. However, if you're going to take advantage of that opportunity, the whole point is to just offer a little bit of vulnerability. Just a little To something. what degree is your choice? Exactly. Exactly. But he, his sharing was nothing vulnerable. It was, nothing. it was just like, oh yeah, I'm. I feel really bad about all the women I've led on, uh, and you know, like it's it's not vulnerable whatsoever. Yeah, and so so I think that kind of like put him in the put him on the back burner in terms of likability. Uh, it would have been great if Katie shared right after that because uh, what a contrast mm-hmm. that would have been. But instead, Connor B, Mr. Kitty Cat. Uh, the musician from Nashville, which makes me not trust him. Uh, Connor says, I'm afraid to say this. I was hoping to tell you this one-on-one, but I was in grad school p- getting a PhD. It really led up that it was going to be worse. It, oh, <laughs> absolutely. A hundred percent. I thought it was going to be bad. I well, thought it was going to be bad. I'm going to read exactly as I typed it. Um, <laughs> I was in grad school, PhD, hated it. I dropped out. I was a musician playing in a piano bar. The drinking became a bigger part of my life. I got really drunk. I picked a fight with my girlfriend at the time. I went to a party, got high, and drunk. 
I used that marijuana. <laughs> that marijuana made me do it. The I, devil's lettuce. At this point, we're like, oh, fuck. He uh, killed a guy. Uh, like, he, like, yeah, he, driving. He was in a hit and run. And yeah, hit, he, like, for sure murdered somebody. We're like, oh, shit. Good old math teacher Connor is about to tell us about a hit and run that has remained unsolved since uh, 2003. Uh, and uh, instead, he says... I ended up cheating on her, and that person is not me, and I've worked to become a better man. And we're like, so Connor is talking about his struggle with, like, alcoholism or, like, you know, he didn't say he was an alcoholic, but he was, like, struggling with He didn't say it's an alcoholic. I, I was looking. I'm like, is he drinking? Where's yeah, the yeah. drink? He's not he's saying anything. But he is taking accountability for his actions until he's, like, it's blaming he's, – he's, it's all about the alcohol. Blame it on alcohol. Yeah. And the – Marijuana cigarettes. And the marijuana <laughs> cigarettes. The jazz ciggies. And uh yeah. but the thing is Katie is appreciating this story and is crying and she is like they're really opening up and Katie decides to tell a story of her own. Now this I did not expect whatsoever. Um have they ever had anything like this? I don't think before? consent like, has been they... spoken about openly on the show. Yeah. Like, not to this degree. Not to this degree. Not at all. I don't think. Like, um, the fact that they're even showing a guy, like, we can talk about this quickly. Somebody saying, can I kiss you right now? And her being like, yes, mm -hmm. is like a big deal, too. Because they would just yeah. lean in and yeah. go for it. So Katie says, you guys have been great at being open and vulnerable. So I'm going to do the same. And I'll tell you something now. Something my mom doesn't even know. She'll find out when she watches this. This sex positive girl, you know, she wasn't always here. Ten years ago at a New Year's Eve party, I was drunk and I was involved in a situation where there wasn't consent. I was in denial. I tried to have a relationship with him. I didn't want to have sex or talk about sex. And it's taken me a long time to get where I am now to be open and talk about it and accept things I can't control. I want you guys to know I've come a long way from who I was ten years ago. How important consent communication and how important it is to not guilt trip someone to have sex with them or not enough sex. You shared stories, so I thought it was important. I shared, too. Um, she said, what I shared with the group today is something I never talk about. For a long time, I took responsibility for being too drunk or too stupid, but consent is important, and it's not my fault. Awesome. Um, good. You know, it, it's... Uh, I'm glad she got there. What an episode to helicopter it off. I know, right, MK? <laughs> I know. Welcome to the Bachelorette Katie season. <laughs> Uh, crazy. It was yeah. really well articulated and very brave of her to say Agreed. it without her mom even knowing. And like, I don't know if she had a conversation like before this aired, but like that was really sticking her neck out there to Big just time. to be able to put that, uh, you uh, know, on and display. to trust that All the I editors hope... would not cut it too, because like, yeah, yeah, uh, they could have. All I hope is that her sharing that story was what she 100% genuinely wanted Agreed. to do Agreed. and mm -hmm. not something yes. that the producers tried to push her towards. Because right. I could not see the like producers Matt being like, this is with his dad kind of thing where we're like, well, that's all about, Yeah, I mean, it's all about creating as much drama as you can. I mean, yeah, and especially with the sex positivity being like this running theme, mm -hmm. I could definitely see them trying to push. But what about the dangers towards... of sex, Katie? What about the dangers I'm... of sex? Yeah, so hopefully, I hope that she yeah. was able to control that narrative herself. I, yeah, and it does feel I mean, like I think it they came did a good job. With, yes, yeah. I think they did a good job too with like the plug for rain. And, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I mean, I don't know. I think it actually is a pretty, you know, these things have meaning and they matter yeah. in TV. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually pretty important. Uh, if I were to give it any criticism at all, uh -huh. and I don't want to be this, I'm not, I, it's interesting to me that the guys essentially poured out bad things that they had done. Uh -huh. And then she took her moment to talk about how she's a victim. And I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting I don't know. What do you guys think about that? That's, that's actually a, great, a really that's right. good point. Yeah, that's a great point that because all. I think, yeah, I think that is a really great point because it's not like that could be mutually exclusive in that she couldn't share that at some point, whether right. it was with them as a group or them individually mm -hmm. on her own time. But that was what she was asking from them was to mm -hmm. say, hey, what are your red flags? Right. What are some things that you're culpable for and that you have grown from? And this. of course, she's grown from this experience, but it wasn't something that she initiated or instigated. Right, it right. was something completely separate from that Topic. It is I an interesting point. I think that's a really point. good point. I think the yeah. uh, I was going to say something that I thought was insightful, but that just blew me out of the water, MK. <laughs> uh, I, this it's is all I point. took from it was um, this is only half the group of guys. Um, these yeah. guys are going to have to talk to the other guys about the date and reveal this not directly from Katie. Or like, you know, they share everything in that house. And like some guys are going to be mm -hmm. like, Maybe I a mean, lot more insensitive about it or I, a lot blunter about it. Like, um, what, but you know, one positive, well, there's tons of positives, obviously, for having her having shared that, but one, I think, really big advantage of her using that opportunity to talk about it is I think that, um, she did not need to address that story for the whole sex positivity, but I think that it's probably important to her. Um, yes. To make to help people understand that she wasn't always sex positive yes. and that there was a reason right. for it. Mm. Because I really fucking want that virgin who is already seeming so holier than thou about. Uh -huh. I mean, we've only heard little th snippets of what he said about it, and I'm, you know, if you want to make it a personal choice, your virginity, um, right. I'm that's fine. But I'm so sick of them having virgins on this show that are so preachy about it, and it's always like a religious thing. Yeah. And um, and if that's your personal religious choice that's also fine but it's weird then that they you know like like luke from hannah brown season you know yeah. tries to force it on someone and they're not While taking into consideration yeah and so i those people really need to hear stuff about why sex positivity is important but also the other end of it and like where it comes from yes. when you try to push purity onto women mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. you know so yeah um yeah i would we last week we had a guest on a friend of mine pam who is saving herself for marriage and talked about it from mm -hmm. her perspective and she was also like but like i don't make it somebody else's thing like that's yeah. like the that's the biggest no-no you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and i think that that's something that um these uh virgin dudes can benefit from uh colton Absolutely. made his entire season about it and then came out uh and uh after harassing his ex-fiance to a point of needing a restraining order and mikey seemed terrified of sex and uh might you know it was like uh i would wait 31 more years to have sex with you and uh you know uh to to, to show you that i really love you and i'm like they, but yeah. this is the woman who's like sex positive like she's like sex is important to me uh, so probably not the yeah. right 
move to be like, I want to save myself till the end. Well, and it's very uh, common for white Christian American men or and, and yes. you know, other I've seen Quite this common. myself coming from a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Um, men virgins come in, especially within Christianity, come from this place of like judging mm-hmm. women who are right. like dre- dressing a certain way or acting mm-hmm. a certain way. And so it's OK for them to save themselves from marriage. But women are held to like an even higher standard in their behavior and such. So it can get a little bit pedantic. A little bit. A well, lot. a lot. Pedantic. Yeah. A lot. Um, a lot. So we move on from that date. In between the date and the cocktail front of that date, we get a little snippet of Michael's story. Which I feel like we can save uh, because he gets into it later on with Katie. And this is when he just tells a story with one of the guys, like two of the guys. And I think they wanted us to have the story going into the date with Katie. So we're like, we already like him. You know what I mean? Because he's come across like as a bit of a dork and we're like, we don't really see what (laughs) she sees in him. And he seems fine, but not like especially exciting. And uh, Katie seems really into him. And I think what they wanted was like, no, no, like listen to his whole deal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then we get to hear him tell the same thing to Katie. And I think it's more interesting to hear it from that side of things. So we're going to move on to right after we get the date cocktail after the trauma bonding date. And, um, Justin starts with the we're here to protect your feelings. God damn it. I'm over that phrase. Um, Katie must be freezing every time she's outside because she has a massive blazer on as a jacket every episode. She has a massive blazer on. And I guess she's like boring it from one of the guys or something. But she always is wearing a massive blazer. She thanks the guys for being vulnerable and honest. She's like, cheers to a good night. And uh, Justin is like, if we have, you know, they're talking to each other. They're finally with someone on one time right at this point. And Justin says, if we have a life together after this, we know it's not a fairy tale and it's work, but it's good. And every time I connect with Katie, these feelings are developing, which is interesting. Like, I don't really see much of Justin. I think they smooch, but I don't remember. Um, How do you guys feel about Justin? What do you think? Do you remember Justin? The I guy don't with I don't remember Justin. Justin. That's like what <laughs> my thoughts are. I will tell you exactly who Justin is. Justin is okay. the reaction guy. He's the guy who's yeah. very his face is the reaction gif on on everything now. Who's just like yeah. that guy. Um, so uh, <laughs> okay. Justin and Katie are connecting and I don't get it. Like I we don't see enough of Justin except for his reactions. Um, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know, fine. Uh, so whatever, uh, Connor, uh, is talking to Katie and he starts with, thank you for sharing that. You didn't have to, and we're all grateful you did. And Katie says, I felt growth and strength and I was taking control of that situation. At the end of the day, I felt relief. And I think it's great that you were able to open about, uh, open up about everything. And Connor says, you have this way of seeing people, and I don't think I've felt that scene in a long time. And Katie says, well, I want you to see yourself the way I see you. You're a catch. And Connor looks like he is about to cry. And he goes in yeah. for this big yeah. makeout kiss. And I'm like, this is the rom-com stuff I'm here for. Uh, yeah. But also, 
What do you guys think? Am I wrong? <laughs> Connor kisses no, so weird. I hate every time he kisses Katie. Connor does so kiss weird. weird. Connor does kiss weird. But the lead up to that moment, that kiss was <laughs> everything to me. <laughs> like, wait, can you? I would love to hear more about how weird it is. Because to my notes, initially watching it was it was it was definitely a makeout, and it seemed kind of um aggressive yes, or like connor fat, is like an aggressive like kisser head head in yes yeah. he is he's an aggressive kisser he's got hands on head all the time um <laughs> she yeah she's like he's definitely calmed it down since last episode um but like <laughs> he definitely he dives in for a kiss rather than like leans in mm. um yes but like i'll tell you like him saying you have this way of seeing people and i don't think i felt that scene in a long time is just so like very lovely and then she, you you know i want you to see yourself the way i see you which is uh my heart and i get it i understand i get i kind of like it i don't know i i, I i'm kind of on i like i don't know i like him Even fine like but i don't trust him you think he's you think he's not there for well time. it's because we don't have a great <laughs> track record with musicians from nashville on this uh, show. that's true yeah i think it's also it's so interesting i love that like you're not there for the right reasons is the equivalent of like yeah calling somebody the worst thing in the entire world i know, <laughs> I know. yeah it's, it's like a time. slur yeah it's yeah. like it's like reasons capital r like capital you could r. be yes like that's their cancel the culture that. yeah exactly yeah and it's like it's so funny to me that it's like i mean objectively all of them are there a little bit for the followers right uh, like, yeah absolutely yes, for, absolutely <laughs> there is like you can't you can't not be like it, it's like at you the, can't not be because you don't know if you're gonna like them or click with them or not so like part of you has to be thinking well at least maybe it'll be a fun time maybe i'll get to know someone maybe i'll end yeah. up on bachelor paradise yes. and meet someone maybe there. i'll find like, love yeah. through this process anyway exactly but i'll say but this yeah. when i applied to be on this season I was a hundred percent dead set on marrying Katie and no other reason. I do have a very good. Okay. It's all right. Comedy career. It's fine. Uh, but I don't care about that. I did not know that you auditioned. Of course I did. I did you really? That. I applied. Of course I did. But what That's do you right. think happened when I sent them the headshot of me holding a balloon? <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> the one from your album. This one right here. <laughs> That's so <laughs> cute. I love that. What do you think happened when they saw the guy that they, that that they make you put in your your dimensions in there? They make you go, how tall are you? I'm like five five baby, and like your what's your weight? Uh, two hundred and fifty pounds. I love baba. And then I posted that picture with me holding the balloon, and I was like, I'm never so hearing funny. back from these people at all. I. I think you would be an amazing contestant. Yeah, I agree. You're so charming and you're so funny and, and you really I, care about people. I appreciate that and I agree. And any reality TV show would be lucky to have me again because Chris and I were on a season of The Bachelorette. That's where we met. We met on the canceled season of The Bachelorette. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. It was canceled uh, right before Hannah Brown's season because Hannah, they were messaging Hannah and being oh, like, right. would you like to be on the show? And Hannah was like, I'll think about it. And then they got started with Lisa's season. And then they were like, well, we're only half an episode into this. Let's shut it down. And then they brought in Hannah and she was like, um, none of these guys. And we were like, okay, well, we didn't get a rose, but we want to cash in on The Bachelor clout that's the whole premise of this podcast uh i forget to include wow. it in the email uh so katie <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
just gonna gloss over that. Marry me. I wanna marry that girl. I'll tell you. I, bring her this on. This is going back to my final thought. Yes. Is why I like Connor B. Yes. I think he may actually be there for the right reason. I, I think ag- he. Actually, I agree. I agree. Kind of, as, as awkward as maybe he is, I think maybe he's actually a genuine guy. I'm going to say I agree, but just the Nashville musician thing <laughs> is enough for me to you be like, they do not have a good enough track record for me to be like at least a little bit of a guard. But I, I get it. Like, I honestly, the look on his face when Katie said what she said and he went in for the kiss aggressively. But I get it. it like, I probably in his position, like, how do you not feel that rush of him? Like, if you're not into her for real, you like that wouldn't mean anything. But like, man, what a! I I think the way like if you pause on his face at that moment, like it's I feel like it's real. But you know who's not real is Thomas getting to talk to Katie, and Katie's all business. She's like, so what are the red flags? First thing she asks is like, so what were the red flags? Like what? He's like, well, you mentioned a bunch of red flags, but then you didn't uh, talk about them. And Thomas like blah 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 blah. And Katie says it kind of feels like you dodged a question, (laughs) and Katie knows it's bullshit. Cut to the guys talking. Aaron's like, I can't even imagine Katie being Thomas's type. Uh, James says, coming in to build your platform and then pivoting. I don't buy it. Uh, and Connor says, I think Katie can see through it. I think Thomas is all smoked. Uh, Brendan, uh, you know, said uh, we opened up. We cried. He just sat there like here. on, You know, said he said that there were red flags, but then he didn't do anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Turns out Carl was right. Uh, that that's the thing of like, nothing's more frustrating than finding out the villain that a terrible person made a good point. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. if he had said it, if he'd have named names, if he'd have like had yeah, then I could have been on more on board with it. But 100%. I think he shot himself in the foot when he's just like. I don't want to blow up anybody's spot, but you're like, you already did, you dipshit. Like, fucking just name a name. Yeah. Yeah. Name a name. Yeah. Um, But then I think it's also like, could it have just been that, like, there were a lot of people that are there for the wrong reason and, like, he didn't really actually know that. He was just saying it. Carl. That's the thing is that we think he didn't know. Um, But you're you're saying, Chris, you think maybe he did. I, I just... First and foremost, I don't trust Carl, so <laughs> I don't think he knew about Thomas. I don't think he but even knows anything. But if he anything. did, if he did, he went about it completely the, the wrong way. The worst way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like I think, I think probably no one knew about Thomas, and then until that moment, and then they're just like, "What the fuck?" Which is just like, just like you said, the whole insane. "here for the right reasons" thing is bullshit because yeah. it's like. Anyone who is like, I want to go on a show where I marry someone after six weeks. It's like, oh, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Okay. Got, go, got it. But also, and like I Katie probably that. went on the show sure. wanting to go to follow. <laughs> I was going to say, we got exhibit A here with Mike. Honestly, I would totally do that. <laughs> you kidding me? I would. Um, not but just for a green like, card either. Okay. I mean, the real thing is out there. Okay. I'll do it. It's just one of those. It's safe to assume every male and female contestant that comes on the show is yes. going on the show with the mindset of hey i'll be on tv i might get a following and who knows maybe i'll fall in love right uh, like that's universal there's no need to bring to attention that that was a thought you had yes. because we're all assuming 
all of y'all are going on the show for this. Right. There's no... That's like being like, I went on Jeopardy for the money. Of course you did. Like, who... You wanted to go because you wanted to show off you're smart? No. You... You're a smart person who apparently couldn't make money by another way, so you're going on a game show <laughs> to prove how smart you are and win money. Money, and money, money. That's the name of the game. Money, like money, the- money. That's right. Um, we got Aaron going in, uh, talking to Katie, gets a side hug, tells us everything about where they're at. They're just homies. Uh, I don't think that there's anything between Aaron and Katie besides, like, no. she trusts him. He's kind of like, maybe, but I, you know, he's a little bit, like, stern. I like Aaron, though. Um while Aaron is talking to Katie and trying to, uh, you know, open up to her and have a real conversation, get to know her, Thomas is pacing and they get distracted. And Katie's like, I, I want to hear what you're saying. And Aaron's like, yeah, but now I forgot. And like, ugh. and Thomas, uh, you know, Thomas goes in, interrupts, talks to Katie and says that basically he's falling for her. And Katie says, you're so passionate about your feelings. I felt this instant spark, and I'm just so happy you're here. And they kiss, and I'm like, I can't believe she's buying this guy. Um, I know. I know. Aaron tells the guys what just happened. Uh, Katie, come on. Uh, There's a date card. Michael's got the one-on-one. We come back. And, uh, you know, Thomas is back to the guys, and he's talking to the guys, and he says, well... Aaron's like, it was disrespectful. And he's like, well, the opportunity presented itself. Aaron says, you interrupted me. Like, that's not an opportunity presenting itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I mm-hmm. needed to tell her how I feel. And Aaron says, I was telling her how I feel. Do you think your time is more important than mine? And Thomas says, yes. And Aaron goes, well, then that's disrespectful. And Thomas says, I told her I was falling in love with her. He says it. And then Justin gives us the best reactions that we're going to be using gifts because uh, <laughs> the camera should be on Justin the entire time. You know, just incredible. His face is my so God. Good. Just beautiful. Katie comes around, gives the guys all a thank you for your honesty, goes around the bend like you were great. You were great. You were great. Connor B gets the date Rose, which is nice, but the guys all hang out and stay for a little bit and talk and uh, David says, how am I supposed to feel confident when I didn't get time? Thomas getting extra time was awful. Aaron's like, don't look at me to Thomas. Uh, Connor says, saying that you're in love with her is toying with her emotions. And Tom says, I didn't say I love her. I said, there's no fear without love. And I'm here to find a wife. And uh, Aaron says, this morning you were here to find a platform. But also Thomas did say I was falling for her. He said that earlier. Um so I think this is somebody in my group chat said Thomas is exhibiting every sign of a love bomber. Somebody mm-hmm. who it's a love bomber. Somebody who like uh, shows a lot of intense emotions and feelings and expresses like a lot of love and a lot of like nice stuff at once to as a tactic to manipulate you to gain your trust and be like to kind of like distract you from. Uh-huh. Not so nice parts of them. Right. They just kind of like compliment you and make you make gain your trust by making you feel like gold, so that you don't suspect anything of them. Right. I think yeah. that's a great analysis, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are all so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you sly little bitch. That took me a second. That was, that was, see, that was sneaky. I was looking at Crispy and like he's smiling, but then it, oh, there it is. Okay, we got it. 
<laughs> well, because while while you said that, I was reading the definition of love bombing. So like, I was like, I heard that. I'm like, okay. yeah, oh, like that's really sweet that he thinks we're really, you know, hi- uh-huh. critical. Oh, Wait a this, minute, this bastard! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. You are so intelligent. <laughs> you God, MK, <laughs> thank Stop you. It. Stop this right now. Um, I actually do mean all these things, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait a second, I felt it. <laughs> Yeah, um, go for it again. <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm going to need you to talk about the dune buggy thing. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be right back because I need to pee like a fucking champ. Okay. okay. I'll be right, right back. So they, talk about the dune buggy date. I'll be, I'll pop in. So basically we move on to the one-on-one date where it's Michael, uh, who previously before going on the date reveals to the other guys in the house that his wife died. Um, uh, and first of all, really cool to see that the guys are having heart-to-heart conversations in the house, like, not, like, just like, just that, that that's never shown on the show. <laughs> like guys having like real, actual heart-to-heart convos rather than most of the time if they're in the house, they're just talking about like, here's how I feel about the bachelorette or bachelor, or oh, here's how I feel about the drama. So like seeing a moment like this was cool, where you're just like, my wife's dead, and then. Uh, he goes on the date where Katie is, you know, doing some off-road driving on a dune buggy, flips her car, uh, and... Yeah, that, she, they didn't show that, but that's wild. But no, they, you saw, they, ha, they oh, showed... they showed it? Okay. Yeah, they showed her, uh, they showed her dune buggy, like, basically, like, she turned and it flipped, and, like, just this medic just pulling up being like hey you good and then she was like yeah and he's like i and then just like that was the end of it surprisingly no s- scratches no nothing uh and then pulls up the michael michael who does not look like he has ever done anything like that in his entire life um and they start to uh, they drive to be honest uh i kind of tuned out uh <laughs> during this date uh yeah. because i just thought like Michael seems sweet. There's not going to be any drama on this date. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity to look at my phone. And that's there exactly. See, that's why I, I looked at my phone during yes. the like, that's why I was like, oh, they didn't that. She, they showed that she, run. I missed that she. <laughs> I think I did too. I really only tuned back in when they were having that really hard to heart when they were like crying, oh, uh, right. which was, I believe, dinner. So. And I think yeah. it's also like an hour and a half. It's like, they really could have done these episodes in an hour. Oh, oh absolutely. One thousand percent. We yes. could have done yeah. this episode in an hour, but here we are still talking. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's easy to go long <laughs> is, is yeah. what i'm thinking it's i will say so uh basically they go on the date it's they have a good time and then after you know it is cute where they're kind of chilling in the field afterwards and yep. they're talking and then he's like can i kiss you and she's like yes absolutely she says yeah absolutely and that's really dope an engagement but it begins i, an I like him i feel like he's kind of a front what yes you yeah, he, he, by his headshot, I thought this guy's not even going to make it past. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. I mean, like, well, okay, so there's his headshot on the website, and then there was the photos, like, that came from, like, basically when they were announced, that came from all of these guys' is like, what they either submitted or the, from their social media. Mm-hmm. And his picture, he just looked average as average can get. I, I forget, I don't know if Mike told me this or... Uh, a homie of mine, Cam, who does uh-huh. comedy out of Tampa, he said that he looks like the dude from Two and a Half Men 
Oh yeah. Yep, John Cryer. Yeah, he looks 100%. like John Cryer. I was gonna yep, say he, he looks does. he looks like a better looking version of Mike O'Brien from SNL, like uh, back in the. I can see that too. Yeah. Um, but a little, a little bit. You know, I, he's I just kind of my type, though. though. He's tall. He's a tall he's boy. He's tall. You like a tall man, but you're there's tall. a lot of tall guys in this season, right? I feel like there's or they so. always pretty big tall guys. That's why they should have brought me in for some balance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> let Second. a tall guy use me as like a, a, a as an armrest. Funny. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut away from that kiss. Absolutely. To the guys talking about how yesterday's date was not fun, dredged up painful memories, and then Thomas said, my time doesn't mean as much as his. He doesn't care about us or Katie, whatever. They're having this huge meeting about Thomas, and it sucks. And then we cut back to Katie and Michael getting to know each other on a deeper level, and that's why we saved this story about Michael. Um, Katie says, I think his intentions are nothing but pure, and she says, to me it felt like we'd been talking for a month and then decided to finally meet each other, which is... So cute. Okay? Yeah. If, if a girl I am going on a first date with basically says that to me, I'm like, and we haven't really been chatting, I'd be like, wow, that mm-hmm. that rules. That's so sick. It's a great sign of chemistry. I mean, absolutely. I, it, it's definitely a sign of like, I mean, it's not a guarantee. No. But it's definitely a good sign of like, oh, y'all got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel it with them. And so Michael tells his story. He says, I've been waiting for so much uh, uh, of this and in order to know why I'm here I need you to know my story uh, 16 years ago I saw my wife on campus and when I saw her I said that's it that's everything we started dating we got married in 2012 in 2016 we had James the greatest gift ever life was perfect seven months later after seven months after James was born Laura was diagnosed with breast cancer she was courageous and graceful and there was a time when her hair was starting to fall out because of the chemo and he's crying he's starting to sob uh, it's still very real we uh, traveled the country trying to find a cure we, we went to every hospital and every clinical trial never giving up hope and in January of 2019 she passed away she was in a room full of people she loved on that day I was happy she wasn't in pain anymore and then he says sorry and katie whispers don't be sorry and then michael (laughs) says which i was like give me more of that michael says anybody who has lost someone knows the following days and months without them to rebuild is difficult in the end what i've acknowledged is i know what it's like to love i know what it's like to give everything and i've finally gotten to this place where i'm ready to open up my heart the way i look at it is that this is a it is a gift to be able to fall in love twice. Beautiful. That was really cute. Oh God, I'm crying. I'm crying just to recap. I mean, how beautiful is that? It's really sweet. Yeah, I was bawling at this. Yeah, and I'm like, I know part. I was like. Oh, fuck this show and all its trauma bonding. Oh, I hate it. And then I was like, give me all of it. Like in this instance, I was like the most. I want the, every every bit of it. Um, but that, it was an honest and an, an was, authentic moment. He was and that was pretty recent, yeah, too. I know. Like 2019. It's like that's, yeah, that's, that's, that would come up uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, he was communicating so it. He was, he was respectful. Uh, it was all from mm-hmm. his perspective. He didn't hide a thing. Like he was like, it was... Yeah. It was awful to see I and to admit that like I was in love and it was everything for me for 
16 years of my life, I met, I saw a woman. I was like, that's my world. And like, it was mm-hmm. the real deal. And it's beautiful. And um, Katie's crying about the story. And she says, yeah. I'm fortunate to have you here. Some people may be intimidated by that forever love between you and Laura, but I'd never be insecure about it. Uh, which at I in my notes I go like, what what a thing to bring up if you're not insecure about it. But also, uh, <laughs> I think she was reassuring him, and I do believe I, this. And yeah. Michael says, Yeah, me too. Michael says it's also my job to make you feel that the relationship we create is unique, and I have no doubt that we can mm-hmm. do that. Then Katie reaches for the rose and says, I know the weight of what I'm offering you because I am also oh God, offering it <laughs> to James. I cried more at the recaps than I did. I, I mean, <laughs> she's offering the rose to him and his son. I'm also, I'm having, mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, this is very this is very tender tender moment. This is like nice. this is in my yeah. group chat at this moment was literally me being like, I want this. I want someone to love my son. <laughs> uh, it's definitely it's definitely I, as bitter as I am. That that whole part, I was just like, yo, uh, <laughs> like Michael, if anyone hurts you, I'm gonna oh, yeah. go after them. I was like this dorky dad who like last episode was like didn't get a date and she was like you know I felt the connection already and he was like oh me too and he was just like oh. that was great that was great of just like that reassurance yeah, of yeah, like yeah. hey we're good but like, don't he was definitely in this confessionals being like I'm a little worried like why didn't I get the date and then <laughs> she was like I thought we were in a good place right and he's like oh my god the best place I wasn't even worried about it and he was like <sighs> wiping sweat from his brow um Anyway, they he gets a rose. They go to the rooftop to stargaze. It's so cute. They are smooching. I believe in love again. They are smiling while they kiss. Katie says, I feel like if Michael and I walk away together, it could be a forever kind of love. And that's what I'm here for. And it's so unexpected. And she begins to cry. Uh, the final uh, bit of the episode is Aaron basically talking about Thomas being a sociopath and a psycho and everybody's done with him. And then they are all in the room together. And Hunter says, well, Hunter before this, he says, uh, I'm a nice guy until you lie to me. Then I'm the polar opposite of that. So, so like a mean guy, like what? That was such a funny quote. What I a, definitely took note that of that quote too. Is so I'm dumb. such a nice guy, but when you're, when it, you know, yeah. when it comes to it, I'm the exact polar opposite of that. Insanity. What a dumb line. Um, so the silence in the room is deafening and Hunter addresses the guys about Thomas and he says, it feels fraudulent. Like it's a campaign. Are you trying to be the bachelor? And Thomas is like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Hunter's like, I feel like, you know, you know how to have conversations with people and I feel manipulated. Have you thought about being the bachelor? And Thomas says, I appreciate the guys for being so honest. And Hunter's like, is this how you're treating Katie too? She like, he's going to hurt her. Um, Thomas gives a non-answer. Connor calls it out. Thomas admits that he came on hoping to be the next Bachelor. None of the guys respect it, but Trey's like, you've been so good at manipulation. Good job. Like, you got me. I'm over it, though. And Thomas says, but it's not my intention anymore. That's what I wanted, but now it's not what I want. Connor's like, I don't believe it. And uh, Aaron says, now Katie's been lied to by at least three other guys. Then we get the previews for next week. That is the whole episode. Um, what a, what a weird place to leave it. I would have loved for them to be like, 
Michael and Katie, perfect love story, preview for next <laughs> week. And then cut yeah. to yeah. the post credit sequence where they're talking about the stars, which was adorable because they're, they're roasting each other and being cute. Um, what did you guys think about the episode? Chris, thoughts? Uh, I think... I think it was definitely an emotional field trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as much as I don't like, I mean, we roasted on Claire season about how they, as a date, did therapy. And that's basically what this. They did therapy date was. with a guy who was like, okay, what's a word that people have called you? And he was like, manipulative. And then she pulled out the dress she wore on one Pablo season when she didn't get the final rose and it's like no that that was clearly like everybody there needs to work on something and this was like mm-hmm. open up she was like open up for me and it wasn't like i think i think it's a different kind of roasting but i agree it was not ideal yeah yeah it was in like yes what came out of it was really important and really great uh one i just hope it was what katie wanted to share mm-hmm. two i think MK, ever since you brought that up, I can't look at yeah. that moment the same yes. anymore. No. Of like, I was ready to call I mean, that my rose for the episode. I also kind of want to clarify, like, I don't necessarily think that's like no. there's anything wrong with that. And right. It's like, no. Kind of illuminating yeah. that, like, oh wow, a woman's different experience is so much different than a man's experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's very interesting. Of yeah. like. Hey, reveal your red flags, but she never revealed a red flag. And you can maybe say that it's a quote unquote red flag because when something traumatic happens to you, that does affect how you interact right, right, with right. people. But at the same time, just like what was already established mm-hmm. earlier when we talked about it, which was, you know, you can't control what happens to you. Uh-huh. Like she was a victim in that situation. So, right. like, how she how she processed that traumatic event is not like a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is kind of funny how she's like, reveal all your secrets, like why you're bad. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to share some shit that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like at the end, of, I'm not saying she shouldn't have shared it. Obviously amazing that she did, mm-hmm. but it is kind of funny where she was like, reveal your cards, but I'm going to hold on to mine. She's right. also in a position yeah. of like great power and great vulnerability. She mm-hmm. is the object of desire. Like I hate to say object of desire, but like uh, not the right word, but it's like she is for a lack of a better word, the prize here. Like marrying Katie is the end game on this show for like these guys who are like, w- like Carl being like, I like to win, you know, like, Oh, um, not the way to do it, but like it's li- it's a position of like power and vulnerability, and so it is important for her to keep some cards. But at the same time, I do agree that like there was, I hope she wanted to share that, and also I thought it was it, like since MK brought it up, I'm being like that is an interesting, that is an interesting point, right? Um, but it doesn't make me feel any different about her. I don't think so. Um. Just real quick, because uh, I know, Chris, you, you have to leave in, in about five. Uh, so we're just going to yeah. do real quick overall uh, opinions. Uh, MK, about the episode? What'd you uh, think? As somebody that helicoptered it, I was yeah. like, I did think <laughs> this was a lot for my first, <laughs> first episode of this season. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's 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 interesting. I've been doing like I've been watching episodes that are like foreign ones randomly for another podcast, yes. and it's it's such an interesting comparison. And uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts are, I don't know. I do feel like the guys are a little bit more like masculine, and even though they're the ones competing for her, mm. I still feel like there's the sense that they're like this is this is how you do it. This is how you do business. Interesting. From the men. I don't know. Huh. Has anybody felt that at all? I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. It's, it seems like they're still trying to be the ones in control, even instead of just like being, Definitely. But I guess yes. When you put it like that, yes, absolutely. Whereas like, I think a couple of guys get that Katie is in power. Like, the fact that Mikey was like, as a unit, we have decided to uh, vote off right. Carl mm-hmm. uh, was interesting. The fact that Justin's like, we need to protect your feelings. I, I'm like, it's interesting that this is the way that they've looked at it. But I think Connor's very much like, I think she's incredible. And I would love yeah. to be with her. And Mike was like. Yeah, that whole units thing. Like, yeah. that, like, yeah. like that's actually kind of bullshit. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it should be her decision. Absolutely. And, like, and it ultimately, it was. Uh, Courtney, it was. I do believe it was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this was a very intense episode. Very. I'm looking, t- I mean, obviously it sparked some important dialogue, but I'm looking forward to more fun yeah. and playfulness Agreed. in the upcoming weeks because we're still very early so in the early. season. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping for some levity. But From yeah, I, I agree. very playful and fun in her last exactly. season. Exactly, exactly. I want... I want more fun even about the sexy stuff yes. now, you know? Yes. Like, it's important to balance that out, so I hope to see more of that. Agreed. And now we have one segment on the show, which is our Rose and Thorn. We're going to go around the bend and name our Rose. Uh, moment, person, anything on the show this episode, this week, uh, that you would give a Rose and uh, your Thorn, something you didn't enjoy or someone you didn't enjoy, etc. Chris, you're up, baby. Go for it. Uh, my Thorn... Is t- goes to two things. One, realizing Carl was right, uh-huh. uh, and <laughs> two, Thomas. Uh, that is, I, Thomas, you dumb piece I of shit. I think that's the same uh, thing. I think Thomas is just that thorn because Thomas. Made oh, actually, Carl yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it is. Uh, and then my rose is gonna be just everything with Michael. Uh, I think just Absolutely, everything about yeah. that was really cute. It was very sweet. It was heartwarming. It was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those few moments where you watch this show and you're just like, oh, the show is about love. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, Bet, you know, yeah. I forgot in the midst of all the drama and the weird yeah, fact yeah. that they're getting married after six weeks. Okay. Uh, so that that was my rose. <laughs> there we go. MK, your rose and your thorn. Uh, my rose would also go to Michael. And I know that's a cliche. And that's I feel nice. like we all might say that for our rose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's just such a like, of all the like bachelors I've like of all the like all that I've watched whenever somebody's divorced it's really never been by like or not divorced but when somebody's single and has a child it hasn't been from like losing a partner and it was like I think that was actually a really interesting like I don't know vulnerable meaningful beautiful thing uh my thorn and I don't know if anybody else picked up on this Let's hear it. but it kind of and I I'm worried that people are going to hate me. No. And I we love you. I was annoyed during the rose ceremony uh when the bachelorette would give them the rose. Uh-huh. She spoke so quietly. 
Like I had to turn up the TV. I was like, <laughs> 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 anybody else done? It's like, Connor B, will you accept this rose? And it's yeah. like, I know what it is. It's that your yeah, mic yeah. and like, don't want to come off as harsh and well, I, can, you, I can sense it but I was like no. it's hard to have I a private of, moment when you're in the same room with all the 30 right. other guys and you kind of want to be like a little bit but also yeah it was very quiet <laughs> I totally support that Absolutely. take as someone who is very anti ASMR uh, and I can't yeah. stand it when people whisper it actually drives me crazy yes. uh, right. I'm I'm supportive of that <laughs> for sure that's a fun <laughs> like, that's a fun thorn say it with Say it with your chest, Katie. You're a strong, independent woman. You don't Connor, need to be whispering. Will you accept this rose? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, <laughs> B, will you accept this rose? That's, uh, uh, Courtney with a with I think a Q. Mine... Uh, no, Courtney, yeah. Courtney with a C. I mean, go ahead. You're up. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think I'm pretty much following suit on this. Um. Yeah. I. I'm team Michael right now. I really liked, I just liked the authenticity of that Agreed. date. I liked everything seemed natural and fluid. And I think that um, it's adorable, the kind of dynamic they have between them. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Thorne, um, yeah, the Thomas moment. Oh, yeah. Kind of the Nick moment, too. The Nick Vial uh, stuff? Just him. Yeah, I don't know. Why are you there? Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Why is he there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know, but um, that was really really intense. So and yeah, I guess I'll go. I'll lean towards Thomas because he sort of missed the missed the point. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to. I kind of want to give my my rose to something goofy. Okay, actually, I'll do my thorn first. I'll give it to <laughs> Michael because that's my wife. Uh, I'm shaking my fist. I'm kidding. Um, uh, Michael deserves the rose, but I also want to give a rose to Hunter saying something so stupid. Uh, so I had a I had a hearty laugh at Hunter saying, "I'm a nice guy, but when you lie to me, I'm yeah. the polar opposite." Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, what are, are you? Okay, Hunter. Like every every time he speaks or does something, I'm like, "All right, Hunter." He, last episode, he gave Katie like a a letter written on a paper bag, and it looked like like a oh, burned no. piece of paper, like he put tea bags and put in the oven kind of thing, and. And he looked at her like like a child uh, would would look at their parent, anticipating like a reaction from something. Uh, Hunter's just very funny to me in the way that like what's his face from uh, Tasha's season was funny. Ed, uh, in that he's got a big head and it's very funny to me. Uh, and my thorn, I think I have to. It's definitely Thomas or Carl. Um, uh, oh man, you know what? My thorn is lack of consent. All right? Uh, that's my thorn. thorn. My thorn is uh, sexual assault in all its forms. Uh, donate terrain. And, uh, yeah. There we go. Awesome. Nice. Well, that does it for We Didn't Get a Rose, uh, Katie's season, episode three. Uh, I love to our guests, Kate, Courtney Gilmore and MK Paulson. And also to my sweet, my uh, sweetie, honey, baby, my lover, Chris Mejia. Love you very much. Love you. Love all of you very much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with episode four. But until then. Stay. I don't have a sign off for this show. I'm going to do. Here's a theme song. What is that? You hear it. Oh, oh boy. I bet it's really good. I bet you can hear it. Wow. <laughs>